Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. You have found me here at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit of a shot in the arm regarding courage and what it takes to walk with Christ in the culture. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I trust you guys are having a great summer. I know a lot of you homeschool moms are enjoying your summer vacation and maybe making plans for the new year. There are a lot of reasons for us to be encouraged right now in the culture. I just had a fantastic weekend in Southern California. It was wonderful to see my friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs, and to engage with so many wonderful Christians who are really on the front lines of the culture war and the attack against American values everywhere from uh, politically, obviously, to spiritually being attacked in the schools. In California, well, I'll tell you, California, Oregon, and Washington are absolutely ground zero for the hostile takeover of a nation. And I'm talking about uh, attacking our children. They're coming after parental rights. If you are not watching what's happening in the news, particularly politically and legislatively in the state of California, you need to pay attention. Uh, Start getting yourself some news updates. You know, uh, maybe you can subscribe to, that's what I do, subscribe to updates as they come out so that when things happen, I am made aware of them. But these are really challenging times for the men and women of God. For those of us who want to follow God, who believe that his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, the Bible teaches us that in that God is our strength. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, it says, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? But the best part about that verse is the intro to the verse, which says, So we can confidently say. One of the marks of a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit is courage. But it's not just courage, it's courage with confidence. It's the confidence that says, my hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And my husband and I have been watching now for nearly 25 years as we have been shepherding the nonprofit organization, which is Firmly Planted Family, asking the Lord to answer prayer. You guys heard me talking to my wonderful friend, Melissa, and her husband, Robert, who have just moved here from Oklahoma to help us full time in the ministry. But the the thing that I have been so impressed with lately, impressed on my heart, especially as, as I have been in California, is the fact that no matter where we live, and you heard Melissa allude to this the other day, no matter where we live, we will have trouble. But the Bible says that our confidence should be in the Lord. In the Psalms we read, some may trust in horses and some may trust in chariots, but we, the children of God, trust in the name of the Lord. And that's where we want to put our hope and our trust. And when we do that, that is where our confidence is. And we don't have to be afraid because we know that there's really nothing that man can do to us. The Bible says that if we are Christians, nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so we know we're to be strong and courageous. In Joshua chapter one, verse nine, it says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Eight and a half years ago when I started podcasting and I was talking about homeschooling 
generally. I have really moved away for, from only talking about homeschooling because my heart is just on fire for what is happening in the country. And when I was at Prager University a couple of days ago, we, were, we recorded a series of interviews called How Not to Raise a Leftist. And I hope you guys will enjoy those when they come out from my friends at PragerU. But I was reminded that the reason we can have courage, the reason that we can be strong is because we don't trust in the things of this world. Our trust is not in politics, although that's not a reason not to engage in politics, that it, ultimately that is not where our hope is. If our hope was in the political system, uh, most of us would just be you know, behind our front doors in a fetal position right now because we recognize that our entire system of government has been compromised. It's absolutely true when you looked on the news and you notice that they find cocaine in the White House, but somehow the White House, which I think per capita probably has more security cameras than any building on the face of the earth. Now they're going to tell us that somehow they cannot figure out how that cocaine got into the White House, cannot figure out who the, who the perpetrator was. Most of us know that what's happening in the White House is clearly corruption. And it kind of makes you nervous. I was coming into the office the other day, my husband and I riding into, uh, into work here at Firmly Planted Family. And I was scrolling through social media and we were talking about kind of the headlines of the day. And I saw a video come through from a man who was saying basically that the, the dollar was getting ready to collapse and pretty soon there wouldn't be any food left in America. And I could feel myself start to get anxious and then suddenly I was reminded that God cares for the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. Solomon said, if he cares for them, how much more precious are you? God values human beings. And while we want to be prepared so that if there's ever an emergency, an earthquake or a fire or communism, <laughs> that we are prepared, but we're not to live in fear. God didn't give you that spirit. And so if you're lis- if you listen to the news and your big takeaway is, oh my goodness, you know, uh, everything's on fire. Everything's terrifying. I'm going to, you know, pull my house off the grid and I'm going to disengage from, from society and whatever. I just don't think that's God's response. In fact, he says over and over again that we're to take courage. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, he says, wait for the Lord. And I think we see the opposite of that happening in many Christian churches and in Christian circles across the country right now. There is this desire to make a plan instead of just wait for the Lord. And sometimes that waiting takes time. Sometimes it takes years and months even. But we know that God does not want his people li- living in a constant state of panic. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or tremble at, the, at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. And the word of God is as true now as it, as it was when it was given to us. And we know that God never changes. The Bible says in Isaiah that the grass will wither and the flower will fade. But the word of God will stand forever. Christians do not need to be afraid. When I was running for Congress, and I think I've told you guys this before, but, uh, and I've said many times to people who have asked me, people who have come here to, uh, to see us at Firmly Planted Family and many of our friends, um, wonderful people from the Homeschool Resource Center. Uh, in fact, my friend Kimberly, 
uh, maybe a month or two after my run for Congress, when I started, you know, coming back to the studio again and trying to get back into a regular rhythm, she saw me there and she just put her arms around me and it brings me to tears. I mean, she just put her arms around me in the middle of the warehouse and she said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm tired. I'm, I'm genuinely tired. And she said, you know, I heard it in your voice the last couple of months that you were running for Congress. And I, you guys, it was the Lord that gave me the strength to podcast five days a week and run for Congress seven days a week and all the things that we were for two years, we did this. And from a human standpoint, you could say, well, we did all that stuff, but then it was only to lose except for, and, and my friend Kim reminded me, Kimberly reminded me, it wasn't for nothing because God's in all of it. And I learned things about this country that I did not know before I learned it. I, ha- I say a, a whole new uh, way to look at the political sphere. And I think God will have me speak into it in a different way because of what I learned running for Congress. And if I had given into that spirit of fear, I would not have been able to stand to withstand it. And I know some of you, God's asking you to do things right now that are challenging you, that are making you wonder whether or not you have what it takes. And I'm here to remind you that if God asks you to do something, he will give you what it takes. It's not a question of whether or not you have it inside of you. It's a question of whether or not God wants you to do a particular thing. And if he does, he will equip you. Psalm 31 verse 24 says, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. We don't put our hope in the systems of men. We put our hope in the Lord Jesus. And as we have been on the receiving end here at Firmly Planted Family of some incredible financial gifts lately that have really generally, genuinely rather brought my husband and myself to tears in thanking the Lord that he is hearing our cries for provision so that we can create safe places for children to grow and flourish in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that God is bringing people into our lives, into the lives of Firmly Planted Family, which my husband and I have been praying for this vision for over 25 years. And to see God provide through his people has been something out of the missionary stories that I have been reading to my children for our entire lives. To understand that we don't have to be afraid because if it's something that God wants us to do, God's vision will never lack his provision. And when God gives you a job to do, it will never lack the, uh, the physical stamina that is required of you, the emotional stamina, the spiritual strength, and the provision, the financial provision that is required to have you fulfill the thing that God wants you to do. And we are called to be strong in the midst of these times. Paul in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 said, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Act like men, be strong. I love that the apostle Paul just comes right out and says it. Men are called of God to be leaders in the culture, to be strong, to be the the defenders of women and children. Women have been given a totally different role. And you know what? It's interesting also in the culture, it takes courage to even speak the truth right now about male and female. But if you want to have courage in the culture, you must speak the truth. You must be willing to say the truth, to say what you know is right. And then trust that God is going to allow those words that are true to go out to the people that need to hear them for the purpose of strengthening the children of God. In Second Chronicles fifteen seven, we read, be strong and do not lose courage. Why? For there is reward for your work. 
some of you are waiting for the reward right now. Some of you are saying, I've been at this for a long time and I haven't seen a reward. Maybe the hard work is homeschooling your children. Maybe the hard work is starting a nonprofit organization or writing a book. Maybe the hard work is nurturing your marriage. You're on on the giving end and you're waiting for your spouse to begin giving to you the way you feel that you're giving to him. And the Lord is saying, hang in there, hang in there. There is a reward for your work. Don't lose courage. I love this. In Matthew 14, verse 27, Jesus speaking, the disciples looked at them and said, take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. Can you imagine the, the Savior right next to you saying, hey, guys, look, it's me. Don't be afraid. Well, one of the things that's awesome about walking with the Lord is he's doing that right now. He's saying to you, I'm right. I'm right here. Don't lose courage. Don't give up. God is with you wherever you go. All throughout scripture, and I, I think of the story of Samuel and the courage that was required for him to do what God asked him to do. I think about Hannah. We're going to be talking about this. I'll be uh, writing a whole new series of studies for at Faith That Speaks for the Fall. I can't wait for you to join me. One of those studies is going to be talking about our tendency as human beings to go either way over here in Scripture over to uh, liberty, where, where, as I said last week, everything falls under the category of grace. There is no right. There is no wrong because grace covers all of it which is wrong, right? That's a wrong approach to scripture. And the other way that we sometimes look at it is the ditch of legalism, where our lives are ruled by a series of rules and regulations, and we find our comfort and our security in those rules rather than the relationship with Jesus, which always brings us back to the center where we can walk, where we move in in accordance with the spirit and we walk according to his word and we find life and joy and peace and hope. It's the courage that allows us to walk this thing out with the Lord according to his word, instead of hanging on to a man-based, a man-made rules-based system that fools us into thinking that somehow God is impressed by the way we follow the rules. The Bible says that men looks on the outside, man looks on the outside rather, but God looks at the heart. God is interested in your heart. And in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, we read, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, or rather timidity, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's who you serve. You, If you know Jesus, men and women, you serve the Lord of heaven's armies, the one who said that spirit of fear that you feel inside of you that grips your heart, we felt it so keenly in the Rona, right? When churches and pastors and, uh, and teachers and other Christians ran for cover, because we were afraid of a virus at the 99.9% survival rate when the Lord of Heaven's army said, I am right here, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Remember Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. You guys, we have so much to look forward to as Christians, so much ahead of us. We have eternity with the one who made us, the lover of our soul. One of these days, we're gonna get to see him face to face and we're going to be able to be with him in eternity. I don't know about you, but that makes my heart sing. Just to know he loves me and he loves you. And for that reason, you can have peace in the midst of panic. You can have trust in the midst of a trial. You can trust the Lord. Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take courage. I have overcome the world. 
Jesus has overcome the world and all of the things that are in it that drag us down and make us struggle here on this earth. And I want, I want to just encourage you to walk rightly with the Lord. And I've been so, so blessed and so encouraged for many, many years to work with uh, other, with organizations and women's ministries and, uh, and homeschool conferences and, and many things, uh, people that want to come together and help you to overcome that kind of fear. And life in this world can be overwhelming. It can be daunting. And our Christian faith is being put on trial in society right now. But Christian women, you need to know who you are in Christ. You need to know whose you are and how to conquer those feelings of being overwhelmed. And I want to just invite you because I'm doing something really special coming up uh, in just a few weeks, actually, in, uh, in September. I will be speaking for a women's conference called for such a time as this. We're going to be worshiping. We're going to be learning about who we are in Christ and how we can biblically fight for our families, how we can know that we're not alone. And you guys, there are an amazing amount of women in the Bible who fought for themselves, their husbands, their children, and their country. And this conference is going to be a time to get away from the busyness and get away from the grind of life, and get back to the Bible and be nurtured and washed in the word. Uh, we're going to be spending a lot of time with some Christ-believing women, and you guys are going to walk away refreshed and armed for the spiritual battles that are coming, surely coming, in the months and years ahead. So I want you guys to come and join me. Again, the name of the retreat is For Such a Time as This. And right now, you can get, uh, I think through this Friday, if you use the coupon code FLASH, that's F-L-A-S-H, if you use the coupon code FLASH, and you go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events before July 21st, you can get a hundred bucks off your ticket. That, my friends, is a really great deal. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events and use the coupon code Heidi for the women's conference that I'm speaking at in September in North Carolina. You'll see it listed right there, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. You guys, I want you to be encouraged today. As we you know, move ahead in the week, we never know really what's going to come in the week or you know, what's ahead of us, but we do know this. God's going to meet us wherever we are. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. His mercies are new every morning, and he has something precious for you. He loves you. So mamas who are thinking about homeschooling this next year, for those of you who are thinking about um, maybe God wants you to step out into a political role, maybe he's going to ask you to run for office, maybe he's going to ask you to run for school board. We want to partner with you in prayer. And so please reach out to us. Let us know how we can pray for you. Just go to HeidiStJohn.com mailbox Monday. Leave a comment in there. Let us know how we can pray for you as we get settled here at the new building and things sl slow down to a slow, slow roar. Uh, and we turn our attention to the ministry that God has entrusted to us. We are praying for you. You guys, God never changes. His power is as great now as it always was. His forgiveness is available to you and you are loved. And so I want you to be encouraged this week as you think about what God is doing. And I hope that you will join me this September in North Carolina for the Women's Conference for such a time as this. Don't forget, if you register before uh, this Friday, I think it probably ends on Friday, you can get $100 off your registration, which is phenomenal savings, you guys. I'm telling you what, use the coupon code FLASH at checkout for that savings. We love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews for this show, for praying for this ministry. We are praying for you. If you'd like to support Firmly Planted Family, you can go to firmlyplantedfamily.org and click on give to find out more. Have a great afternoon, you guys, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow.